Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Welcome to episode 100 of the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast. And before we continue with this week's guest, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all the listens, downloads, shares, and reviews of the podcast that you've been part of. I started the podcast with a vision to have conversations that would empower, educate, and inspire you whilst you start and grow your product business. Over the course of 100 episodes, we've explored interesting topics, interviewed inspiring guests, and helped get into the nitty-gritty of subjects that you want to know about. I'm immensely grateful also to the incredible guests that have taken part in the podcast, sharing their expertise, insights, and stories. They have inspired me and in turn inspired our listeners, providing a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. So as we embark on the next 100 episodes, I promise to continue delivering captivating content, engaging conversations, and thought-provoking discussions. Once again, thank you for joining us, and here's to the 100th episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed, and today I am joined by Charlotte Pridmore. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Thank you very much for joining me today, Charlotte. Now, you have been a previous guest of mine talking about your your business journey and how you got to where you are now. But if you could just give an introduction as to what you do. Thank you for having me back as well. It's very very nice to be back. Um, So I'm a success coach, um, success defined however you define it. And I help women, entrepreneurial women generally, really live into their purpose and the process I use is is positive human design, which is something that I have created myself. Obviously, I didn't create human design or positive intelligence, but I've brought those two things together because for me, it's very much about how do you actually succeed? Like, mm-hmm. how do you actually do that? Not all the floaty stuff, but how do we actually create this process within ourselves and the growth within ourselves in order to be able to connect with our desire and actually move in the direction of it and allow ourselves to do that? So... That was the long-winded answer, but it's, it's basically being successful, in inwardly successful, and therefore the outward, outward success manifests. And so today we are going to talk about human design. And just as we were about to start recording, I was like, you know, I'm a bit skeptical about this. I'm not really sure. Yeah. For those that don't understand what human design is, and I'm sure a lot of people will have maybe heard about it now because it seems to be talked about a lot more um, and, you know, a lot more things on social media and stuff like that. What is human design? So just before the precursor to me explaining what it is, I also want to say that I was very skeptical. And the only reason that I have now certified in it and I now use it is because of my experience with it. Mm-hmm. So I first got introduced to human design about five years ago. Um, human design was, there's a bit of a caveat to it because, because everything that has ever really moved the needle for me has been a some form of spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. I am spiritual. I'm not religious, but I am spiritual, but not in a, I'm not in a really woo woo sense. I'm, I'm quite practical. Like in my human design, I'm very logical. Like I, I have, to, I, I have a healthy skepticism about things. So um, 
human design was channeled essentially by a guy in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, he was just a normal guy and this information came through him and he basically, and then the science behind it is to do with the neutrinos. So neutrinos is like this energy that comes from the stars. Um, it's, it's, there's, I think it's like 3 million neutrinos in the surface of your thumb, like they're passing through us all the time because obviously we are predominantly an energetic being. So it's to do with the, the neutrinos that are imprinted on you at birth. So there is science behind it. I don't, I'm not going to go into all the science behind it because that's not what we're here to talk about. But essentially he came up with this system that is a, uh, amalgamation of different things. So there's the I Ching, there's the hexagram, there's Kabbalah. So it's, it's sort of like a synergy of all these things. And, and it's the imprint, it's how your body's energetically works. Right. So when you look at someone's chart, um, it so shows- it's all just so it's all about energy. Yeah. So it's right. about how energy, how you're supposed to use your energy. Right. So how you, what, how you're supposed to make decisions, how your, what your, your natural magnetism is, what things, what people get from just being around you that you don't have to do anything to do that. So anybody listening will, there'll be people listening who just seem to be those people that people seem to tell everything to. Mm-hmm. Like you'll sit down at a bus stop and somebody will end up telling you their last story. Like I'm one of those people. So that's because they feel safe. There's something about you that feels safe for them to do that. And so when we think about our energy and our energetics, especially in business, it matters. And I, I only, like I said, I only, I only certified in it because I was introduced to human design about five years ago. I thought this is the biggest load of codswallop I've ever heard in my life. I didn't align with it at all. I got a reading. I was like, the girl was talking about me in a language I didn't understand. I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I was like, oh yeah, like nodding enthusiastically throughout it. But I, I never re-listened to the reading. So I was like, this, this doesn't make any sense to me. But over time, something in me, which is what, <laughs> which is what we're talking about, kept pulling me back to it. Mm-hmm. It kept, I kept, I was curious. Like my mind was like, no, no, well, it wasn't actually my mind. My, cause my mind was telling me other things. My, my soul, my intuition, let's call it, kept pulling me back to it. So I ended up doing a little course on it. I ended up doing a course on, on my type. So I learned, and then uh, somebody came into my world about three years ago. She was doing a masterclass for my membership and I loved the way she spoke about it. And it just made sense. So I ended up doing a seven month mastermind with her about my design. So I understood it. And then she put out a certification. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And it's been my experience with it that has grounded my belief in it. And it's not the, it's not the Messiah. Like it's a tool yeah. and it's a tool for you to use. And if it serves you, use it. If it doesn't, don't. Like it's, I'm not here to say that it's the only way, but the way I talk about it and the way that I wanted to communicate it is in a very simple way that people understand and in a way that empowers you. It should empower you. There's a lot of disempowering information on the internet about human design. The original language, so Ra, Ra I can't I never say his name, Ra Ruhuru, that's his name. When he wrote it, it's very direct. A lot of it seems feels quite disempowering. Like if you're this, then you can't do this. Like that's not yeah. how it is. It's about interpretation. So it should be empowering to you. And if it's not, then don't use it. So is it like there'll be people that are listening that will have had their their colors done in terms of where they read yellow, blue, green. They'll have had that, you know, Myers-Briggs done. Yeah. So is it a way in that in terms of it's a tool to help you understand you more and how you work? Yes. 
Definitely. Um, from an energetic perspective. Right. And the way I want to really get everybody to connect with what that means. So energy, we are, you know, scientific facts, we are 98% energy, 2% matter. That's probably not the exact, the exact percentages, but, you know, whether they ever the exact percentages. Um, but we are energetic beings, right? And if you think about goosebumps, if you think about fear, if you think about love, if you think about any emotion, that is, you feel it. You can't see it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And so when we, ha- when we feel fearful or we get goosebumps, you see your hair stand up, that's energy moving through your, it's, it's a form of energy moving through your body. So, and when you get an intuition, when you get a gut feeling, like, what is that? You, there's nothing in your gut physically telling you what's right and what's wrong for you. It is an energetic feeling. So everybody is connected to their energy. Everybody understands how that feels. And so the, the energy conversation then becomes, Oh, I, I get that. Like, and, and, you know, later on in the conversation, I'll give you some analogies that really make sense for you to, oh, I do understand what energy is. Like, I do understand how that feels in my body. Um, but what happens is, is that we, and the reason I brought the positive intelligence piece into it is because our mind is ruling most of us. And so we're very disconnected from our bodies. We don't listen to the intuition in our body. We just think our way through most things. And when you think your way through most things, your brain's job is just to keep you safe. So when you're in business, if you're trying to make a decision that's going to move you in the direction of your goals and your desires and your dreams for your business, yet there is fear attached to it, which let's face it, if you're an entrepreneur, is everything you do, every decision you make, then you are going to be making that decision based on fear. And so what I'm saying is, and what my philosophy is, is that if we drop into our body and understand what it feels like to make an aligned decision, because because I'm, I'm going to say this a billion times, but your body knows the answer to every question. And the way I will describe that for everybody so they go, oh God, yeah. Have you ever had a gut feeling about somebody, something or any decision and you've overrided it with your head because you've taught yourself into it and it's all gone to pot? Mm-hmm. Have you when you have ignored that deep down feeling that mm, maybe this person's not right for me, maybe this situation isn't right for you, maybe this decision isn't right for me, but but because your ego or your head has talked you into it because this feels like the safer option, and then you've done it and it's not turned out how you thought it was going to turn out. That's what I'm talking about. I suppose as well, though, it's there'll be things that that you'll think about that'll push you out of the, your comfort zone. Yeah that you might not want to do. I suppose it's understanding and recognizing the difference between those. Yeah. So I don't think that, so my, my, my belief is, and a belief is just something you believe to be true. It's, it might want to be true for you, but this is what's true for me is that if something excites me, if something, if I get a little feeling within me that I'd really like to do that. And then my head goes, yeah, but you can't do that. Or, or yeah, you could do that, but let's do it in this way because this way is safer. And I'm, you know, this is the dialogue that's going on in my head. I I have learned to trust the feeling over the head because all the head's trying to do is to keep you safe and to save energy. So all it's going to do is it's going to talk you into, and this is where positive intelligence comes in, saboteurs. This is and this is science, Stanford lectures, Stanford research, is that your your ten saboteurs that exist in your head are their their job is just to talk you out of stuff. To keep you safe. To keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that I brought these two things together is because you're conditioning in your human design. So in your human design, you can be empowered in your human design, you can be disempowered. 
and there is potential conditioning. So I can look at a chart, somebody's chart, and see where their potential conditioning will be. And the reason that I believe this is because every single person I've done a reading for and half of them as skeptical as I was have gone, oh my God, like that's so spot on. And so the evidence, the evidence is undeniable for somebody who is skeptical to go, this act, this is scary. And I'm like, I don't know. And so I, for me, I don't really have to know where it's from. I don't really have to, I'm not really asked to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's just, does it work for me? And can I help it? Can it work for other people? So the point is, is that your body knows. And another thing that happens is say your body knows you've got, you want to go in this direction and everyone around you is saying that doesn't make sense. That's not, that's not the right, you know, it's much easier to do it this way. It'd be more practical to do it this way, but your, your inner, you know, feeling is going, yeah, but I want to do it this way. And we bow down to social, cultural pressure, people's opinions and it can be really difficult to follow your alignment in fact it is and it's a daily it's a daily thing you have to commit to and be disciplined I suppose once you understand your own a little bit more so let's talk about the different types of um human design so there is five types and there is no hierarchy none are better than the other but the order that they come in are manifester generator which is what I am manifesting generator which is a a dose of both projector and reflector now I could spend an hour talking about each one of those individually I'm not going to do that because we haven't got time but depending on which one you are depicts how you're supposed to show up in the world how you're supposed to use your energy in contribution with work with relationships just how you're supposed to so for example I'll give you two examples that are quite different I am a generator, therefore um, I have access to sacral energy. So sacral energy is like life force energy. So if you're familiar with chakras, I'm not. (laughs) I was never really into all that. Um, There are nine centers in your design. And so the the center ones look a bit like chakras, right? So your sacral is like the battery pack, it's life force energy. So if you know, you'll know generators in your life because they're they're like Duracell bunnies. They have a lot of energy. You'll feel them. Like I know a generator and a manifest. I know them just by interacting with them. I can tell what people are now. Didn't you be able to use to, obviously. So generators have access to life force energy, meaning that if they're doing something that lights them up, they will be, they will have endless energy for it. And the way I describe this to generators is say you're an electric car and one, one side you're plugged into the charger and the other side is plugged into a tree. When you're plugged into the charger you and you're doing something you love. And so anyone listening now, when you have you ever had the experience where you are doing something that you absolutely love that lights you up and you look at your watch and you've been going for three hours and actually it feels like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Everybody will go, yeah, yeah, I know that. Have you ever been doing something that sucks the soul out of your life and three minutes has felt like three hours? 100%. That is the difference in the feeling. So generators have, have generally have the most um, access to energy. Projectors, for example, don't have access to sacral energy. So projectors aren't particularly designed to work for long hours. They're designed to work when it feels aligned and then to rest. Rest is just as important for projectors as as um as work is, you know, alignment is. So they have to rest. They have to have alone time. And so there'll be people listening going, oh, that sounds like me. Maybe you're a projector. So it depicts how you're supposed to use your energy. And the and so for example, my team, 
they're most they're all projectors because projectors and generators work really well together because when we're together my energy feeds them mm-hmm. and also projectors have an incredible ability to see things they they're amazing seers so i will talk at my my team member and they will just be able to see between the lines and they'll be able to reflect back to me what needs to go what will work what won't and i trust it and it's a beautiful working relationship they'll be, why are you doing it that way because i'll I'll just be like, oh no, this one. I'll get really excited about it and get, and they'll be like, yeah, but if you did it this way, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so that's so brilliant. So there are different types. The type just depicts, and the type is the most important piece. That can be life changing. It can be life changing because imagine how many things until you have this knowledge. Like I won't, I won't push something now if it doesn't. I have to. It has to feel good to me. I used to make that wrong. So when I moved from my old business, so when I was talking about my, my story on the last time we spoke, when I moved, when, when the light went off for my first business, because the light switched on for this, I couldn't do it. And I, I was like, I used to beat myself up going, oh my God, like just do both. You've got time, like, do both. And my soul was just like, no, it is dead. The light is off. Yeah. Yet because of conditioning, because of everybody shoulds and everybody's you ought to be doing this way and my internal pressure and my internal guilt and all the emotions that went with that it took me 18 months to move from that one to this one whereas now it would never take that long I'd be like I'm done I'm moving and is there a quick way I know that you talked about um generator there and projector is there a a quick way to recognize yourself in the others so like the manifester the manifest generator and the reflector um Right, reflectors, there's only 1% of the population are reflectors. They're called the unicorns. So um, if if there is anybody listening who, when they do their human design chart, which they can get free on my website, um, if any reflectors find themselves, please reveal yourself to me because I've never actually met one. Um, So the reflectors are the unicorns. Um, Projectors will recognize that they just don't have the, they don't have sustainable energy all the time. And that's not a bad thing. It's learning to move with it. It's learning to honor it and trust it. Because when you honor your design type, when you honor your energy type, life just gets better because you're, and you're not making yourself wrong. A lot of projectors can make themselves wrong for not having that energy. Um, And this doesn't necessarily just mean physical energy. It just means the mental, you know, the mental energy to, to be, you know, I've met projectors who like work 18 hours a day that, so then it's totally misaligned for them. And they, they, the more productive, they, they will be more productive if they, if they honored their energy type better. They would get more done in a shorter space of time. And then if they allowed themselves to rest, life would just be better. Um, generators, um, you'll, have en- you'll have boundless energy when you're connected to something that you love. Um, and you once you've made a decision to do something, that you'll have to see it through. This is the difference between generators and manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are like the jet skis generators of the steamboat so if I've said yes is why it's so important to have boundaries and so important to say only say yes to things that you that light you up because if you say yes to something that doesn't particularly light you up you're going to have to see it through and it will drain your energy manifesting generators have the ability to try something on see how it feels and then change direction pretty quickly right generators can't do that they'll have to see it through I used this example the other day it was a, it was a Sunday and the sun was shining through our bifold doors and highlighting how dirty my, my cooker was. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. So I thought I couldn't bear it. So I cleaned all the top. Two hours later, I'm still cleaning the oven because I couldn't just clean the top. I had to follow through. So it's, you know, that's a silly example. Yeah. No, no, but I know what you mean. Whereas manifesto genuine might have the ideas 
and the energy, but may not follow through and everything. Yeah, and that's okay. Right and that's okay. Like, so to a man, to, to a non-manifesting generator, a manifesting generator will look chaotic. They will, you've got too many things going on. No, no, no. It's good. I'm supposed to have. I am I'm designed to. So a lot of human design is giving yourself permission to be yourself and permission for the way that you work to be okay. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? When you hear you because other people might say to you, oh, you've got too much, you know, why don't you just not do that? You've got too much going on or you've got, and if, and if that's your way and that's your energy and you're like, say you're a manifest generator and you can handle that because you know, you're not going to finish everything. You know, you're going to, you're not going to do it all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also when the generator's in, in, in momentum, like when the generator is doing something they love, it can really look like hustle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I mean, whichever side you sit on the fence of like bro marketing or, or, you know, the feminine, more feminine energy in your business, then that there'll be, there's sort of quite a negative association to hustle. So, but when a generator is in motion and in, and in momentum with something that they love, it looks like it, but it's not, it's just they're in momentum and they're loving it. Like Gary V, I would say he's huge. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you think of I'd Gary love v. to know what Gary V is actually. I might see if I can get his details so I can look at his chart. Somebody must have done it. I would definitely get. He's definitely. Got but he's like money. he's like a walking Duracell bunny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I would. I would say he's got manifest. He's probably a money gen. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But I'm going to look after. Well, a manifesting generator. A manifesting generator. Yeah. Although he could be, I mean, he's so embodied in himself. Like, I mean, I adore Gary B. I think he's amazing. Um, but he is, there's, there is somebody who is fully embodied and unapologetic about who he is. And for me, that's what human design's about. And why do you think it's become more and more talked about? Okay, well, I, there's a really distinct answer to this. And it's actually based in this human design theory. So if you think about the evolution of our species, like we started in survival mode. So the first thousands, thousands of years of the, you know, the, the human beings being on the planet, we were in survival mode. It was just like, how do I not die? How do I not get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger? How do I, you know, so we're in survival mode. And then in human design theory, around the 1700s, those things started to change because we'd got basic medicine. We were warm. We were, you know, we got to the point where we just like, oh, yeah, we sort of got this survival stuff worked out. And then we moved into the material plane. So then it was the focus is more about the material material world. So how can we now we have this life and we're not dying um, as, as quickly as we were? Like, how do we make the most of this life? And we are about to shift. So in the human design theory, I think it's about 2027. We're shifting into this new paradigm, which is the more spiritual plane. Because we've spent thousands of years now in the material plane. And let's face it, I think we'd all, all agree that the fulfillment of our soul is not in that, mm. you know? So it's kind of like if you're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's we're getting to the top of the pyramid. Or yeah. that kind of top, this, that, that Absolutely. Growth and contribution. And mm. so people, I think, now are coming more aligned to what, you know, and the thing is, you know, I talk about one of my favorite things to talk about is money and wealth and because I find the subject fascinating and it's been you know, one of my biggest journeys. But like for me, the, 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 the point everybody gets to is all this stuff's beautiful and, and nice things are gorgeous, but it's not what lights your soul up. It's not what makes you feel fulfilled. Like love makes you feel fulfilled. Doing what you love, surrounded by people that you love, experiences that, that light you up is an internal game. And I think people are starting to come around to the fact that this is what we have to master in order to in order to because the thing is like my my belief is your desires are given to you so in your human design in your soul I believe your desires are given to you and so my belief is because it serves me really well to believe it 
is if the thing I desire is meant for me, then all my job is to do is in my human is to is to process and move through all the things in my head that say I can't be doing have it. So if I believe that it's mine, I, I'm very relaxed in the process because I'm just I'm, I'm on the journey to it. It's not that it's not going to happen. I'm just on the journey to it. And I get to enjoy that rather than feeling lacked because I'm not there yet. Okay. How, I mean, I do find it really intriguing and really interesting. I mean, well, you you did mine and I'm a projector. and mm. uh, But I'm like, I don't believe that. I don't actually believe it because of how I, which is like you say, it's more, I do in some ways because it's like, you, you know, they're the guide, they're the listener, they help, which is definitely what I do with clients. It's definitely, you know, I really love doing the podcast because it's the listening and, and all of that. But then on other things, I'm like, it's the energy. I do have quite a lot of energy to do things. So that this is where I kind of struggle is when you don't identify, when you don't see yourself in what you. Yeah. But what you've got to think is, and, and we need to do another reading because we only did one. So we need to look at, and we need to, and we'll, we'll do that. We'll sort it out. We need to look at the nuances because yeah. here, Thing. I keep asking my mum going are you sure I was born at that date are you sure mum are you sure, are you well, sure no. I was born at that time I mean on the date the point is is that it's not that projectors don't have energy you do what you love yeah and what gives you energy you yeah. do what you love you know so it's not that you, the projectors don't have energy it's just how you use it and so you know it, it's it can be it's not that projectors don't have energy it's just that they they get to use it in a different way like I've got a projector in my um program and she's a powerhouse like she's but she doesn't she has to rest it's just honoring that rest and knowing that when you do it and here's the thing so when you get your your human design chart done there's like your chart and then behind it on 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 my website anyway there's like a a a shadow of like somebody meditating and the way that I like to describe it is when we come into in the world naked and loving it imprinted with our design all this magnetism all this you know amazingness and then our life, we get into our human being and our life and this shadow sort of moves away from the design because we're so conditioned by what we choose to do, how we're expected to be as women, as people with our businesses, our careers. We're so conditioned to be this thing over here that it can feel really weird and alien to go, oh, actually, I'm not, that doesn't feel right because it's not, it's not how you be. But it's how you're designed to be. So like I said, you know, human design is an experiment. It's not, it's not an exact science and it's an experiment. So it's like, if you played with it more and said, okay, if this is how I'm supposed to be, let me be that for the next two weeks and just let me see how it feels. And nine times out of 10, it will feel better. And, you know, I think it's really interesting when we both have kids, and, you know, do you use this with your own children? You know, have you? Yeah. So I have two manifesting generator children. Um, I have a generator husband. Um, so we're the same, um, but very different because our, our, the nuances of our chart are different. Um, but we yeah, are with the kids completely. And it's really interesting because my son, my youngest son, is a very emotional child. He feels, you know, he's, he's very influenced and very, he's just emotional. And when I look at his chart, the only center he doesn't have defined is his emotional center, which means he feels he's a very massive empath. He feels emotion from other people all the time. Mm -hmm. And so he responds to it. And so when I saw his chart, I was like, well, of course, that's how he is. So it was almost like the chart confirmed him to me. But also what it means is that if my child is doing one thing and then leaves it and goes and does something else, I'm not saying to them, 
you need to finish that before you go and do that, which is what I make sure that you get to piano grade, whatever. (laughs) Like, so I encourage both of them so that, you know, my, my eldest son's nearly 16 and, you know, he doesn't really want to do it. I'm just like, go good, go try loads of different things. That's what I want you to do. I don't want you to make a decision. I want you to go and follow what, so the moment, you know, he doesn't play any instruments, but he adores music and he wants to be a music producer. I'm like, great, go try it. Go try it. See how it feels. Because, so it's allowed me to be, let them be themselves and not try and make them into something that I think is right for me. And it's given me permission to do that. So parenting wise, it's really helped. And how, in terms of using it in your business, I know you've kind of covered this already, but how do you use it in the best way in your business? Okay. So, um, as a generator in my business, I only do what lights me up. So when it comes to my marketing, what lights me up? Conversations light me up. Talking to people lights me up. So podcasts, amazing. What lights me up? What makes me feel a bit vibey? Press, PR, that makes me feel a bit vibey. I quite like that. I'll go after that. What doesn't make me feel vibey is trawling through Facebook groups, connecting with people and starting off com- you know, in genuine conversations. That doesn't light me up, so I won't do it. No matter how many people tell me that that's how you build your audience on social media, I can't do it. I can't do it, so I'm not going to. So I am going to do it the way that lights me up because if it lights me up, I'm going to follow through. So decision-making-wise with the marketing, it's simple. I do what lights me up. I don't do what, what doesn't light me up, no matter what, how well it's worked for somebody else, how if everybody's doing it, if it's trendy, if, I, if it doesn't light me up, I won't do it. Do you delegate that to, because I'm thinking of other people that are listening and they'll have they'll have other things that light them up and other things to say they they know that they need to be doing the press and being more visible and more so, you know, and more social, but it doesn't light them up, you know, do you, but it's something that they should, inverted commas, still be, you know, be doing for their business. So is that where you should outsource? Is that where you get other people involved? It depends on where you are in your business. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm not at the point where I've got like 10 team. I bloody will be when, when I get to that point. I've got one, well, two, one and a half. I've got sort of one that's a full-time team, you know, property member. And then I've got half one that does a bit of, you know, ad hoc stuff. And yeah, I outsource. I don't want to, I don't like pitching to podcasts. I don't like, like pitching. I don't really like sending all the stuff out. That's not a vibe. So I'll get them to do that. But the thing is, the fact of the matter is, is that we're still human beings and we're still building, building businesses. So we are going to have to do some things yeah. that then light us up. The point is, is that how much of that are you doing? Yeah. So it's the balance, I suppose, isn't it's it? It's the balance. Like, and it's, just, yeah. it's making sure that most of the time you're doing the bit that lights you up the most and you're being disciplined. And so, for example, if you've got no team and you're at the beginning of your business, then it's like, right, okay, what re- what do I really want to do here? I'm going to lean into that 80% in order to feed you energetically. And then I'm going to give myself an hour and a half to get this stuff done that I don't really want to do. Because yeah. we've, got to, we've got to do the things. That's what I'm saying. It's not just, you know, it's like, you know, manifesting is not just sitting on a hill with a crystal put somewhere, you know, we're hoping it's going to fall out the sky. It's a, it's a co-creation. So this whole thing about, you know, my one foot on the ground, one foot on the universe, it's like having that belief and that faith in something bigger than you, using energetically how you're supposed to move in the world, deal, but then dealing with the human, like moving through the stuff that your head's telling you that's wrong and uh, getting the things done because we've got to do the things. And I suppose and understanding your own energy. And when I when I talk about energy as well, I'm talking about understanding your own energy in terms of, you know, when you have the energy to do things in your day. Do you know what I mean? So and and for some people it might be right, I'm gonna do the stuff that I don't enjoy when I have the most energy because I'll get through quicker. 
and then do the stuff that I do enjoy when I'm a bit later in the day. Because if I'm trying to do the stuff that I don't enjoy, enjoy, I'll just procrastinate or put it off or drag it out for five hours when it could only take an hour. Exactly. And add human design to what you've just said. And then so okay, so I'm going to do, while I've got the energy, I'm going to do the things that don't light me up because I'll get them done. And then when I'm doing the things that do light me up, it'll give me energy and therefore I'll feel better. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I see that and I get that. And how can, um, how do you find out what you are? So very simple. You can go to my website and I'll give you a link and it just yeah. gives you a free report um, and it will tell you the basics. Now it's going to show you your, it's going to show you your chart. You're going to look at it and not have a clue what it is. Um, so there's, there's some free resources. I've did quick breakdowns on my TikTok. Um, there's going to be loads more coming. You can book a reading. I do one or a three reading package. Um, but really it's just understanding the basics understanding as well. Cause the next layer to that is your decision-making process, how you're supposed to make decisions. So I'm an emotional generator, meaning I, I shouldn't make decisions when I'm emotional. I have to wait for a neutral. I have to give myself 24 hours. So if you ask me anything, I'll say, let me sleep on it. Give me 24 hours. Because every time I make a decision in a heightened state, for example, I'm out with the girls. We're having a great time. We've had a few Proseccos. And they're like, oh, my God, let's go out tomorrow's one. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I don't do that now. I'm nearly 45. But the point <laughs> is, is that back and then the following day would come like why have I agreed to that like so I don't make decisions when I'm emotional I wait for a very neutral place before I make a decision um if I if it's a feels like a yes to me like it feels aligned I've still got to give myself 24 hours because I've got to check that it still feels the same 24 hours later um if you're a sacral authority so they call it your authority it means you can make an instant decision you know straight away and then there's splenic and there's ego authority and there's mental authority and all the different ones and how can people work with so they can get the reading from your website how else can people work with you um charlotte with what you do? okay so um i obviously like i said you can book readings i'm also running a phd so i call it phd phd in your own empowerment great name i know um <laughs> oh I love it so I'm doing um a six week I do a six week PhD process so it's one-to-one it's six weeks we take your 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 saboteurs and your positive intelligence results and we marry them up with your human design chart because the saboteurs are live in the playground of your conditioning in your human design so wherever you've got conditioning your your human design that's where your saboteurs live and so it's alchemizing those two things and taking you through that process so you get a full, very detailed human design process. And we also look at practically, how does that show up in your life? And I do that just for general stuff. I'm going to be doing a business edition and then there's a money edition as well. Fantastic. And I was just thinking there, you know, when you were talking about your team are all projectors, was that a conscious decision when you worked with them? Or is it, is it that? So in terms of people that are drawn to people or people that work well with people, so a, a generator work, would work well with a projector. What about what about the others? Um, good question that I'm not actually, I think manifesting, I think projectors generally are good for, um, manifestors and manifesting generators and generators, um, generators and manifestors work well together, obviously, because manifestors are like the trailblazers. They're the ideas people. They're the people that set things in motion and the generators are the ones that go, right, let's make it happen. So those work really well together. Um, projectors are good for generators and manifesting generators and, and vice versa. 
So the, my yeah. gen, my project, and, and no, I didn't know that they were all projectors, but we've just been drawn to each other because they are drawn to my energy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm drawn to their, their ability to see naturally. It's mad. Like, mm-hmm. so it was like when I did my, my, when I was doing my training, it was like, oh, you know, projectors are really, if you, if you regenerate, it's really good for you to have projectors in your team. And then when I went to everybody, I was like, well, two people. I was like, what are you? Like, I was like, everybody, like I've got that like, bus, you know, team. Not yet. Um, but I went to them both. I was like, oh, let's look at your chart. And they were both, they were both projectors. That's why we get on. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. It's always lovely to, to chat with you. And um, those links that you've mentioned in your business will be in the show notes and people that are listening that would like to have their human design done and work directly with Charlotte or in a group can uh, get in touch and have a look at that there so hope you've enjoyed the podcast episode would love for you to leave a review so that more people can find the podcast start scale succeed that will hopefully help them in their business and I'll see you again next week with another great guest thank you